Hello, Fempreneur. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. Um, and pretty soon you're going to be thanking Afton Brazzoni. That's who I'm interviewing today. You're going to be thanking her for her awesome content creation inspiration, the how-tos that she's going to share in this episode. So grab your pen and your notebook and let's dive in. So yeah, so happy to have you uh, here on Instagram Live and of course on the podcast. You are such a wonderful lady. I really enjoy getting to know you. And every time I have the pleasure of spending some time with you, I learn more about you. So I'm excited for you to share some of your business building story today with other fempreneurs. So do you want to just dive right in Afton and tell us who you are, what your business is and how you got it started? Yes, absolutely. So as Lindsay mentioned, I'm the founder of Scribe National and we are a content marketing studio based in Cochrane, Alberta. So yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I know lots of lots of the folks watching are probably from there as well, which is great, great community. Um, So going back, really to starting my business, uh, just over a year and a half ago now, um, it was something pretty unexpected. I'm definitely not one of those people who can say that they always wanted to be an entrepreneur, or always had, you know, an entrepreneurial drive. But what I did always have um, was certainly, you know, the passion to write and just really wanting to write as frequently as I could. Um, And I was in a marketing role with a great company and, you know, just just wasn't getting to write a ton. I would always freelance on the side, always get to work with really interesting clients and tell really interesting stories. And eventually it just came time to want to do that full time. And so that was really the one of the reasons behind starting Scribe National. Now I'd say the second thing was that there is a gap in the marketing industry today. And so what I often see is people have, you know, amazing websites, amazing social media profiles, but there's just sort of that lack of attention to detail in their writing. And that's something that we bring and that I really wanted to bring forward at Scribe National. So yeah, I think that, you know, kind of covers why why I mostly started it and it's been great so far. Good, good for you. So when you started your business, did you find there were some key challenges that you had to overcome or some key things that maybe you didn't expect that you'd like to maybe prepare other fempreneurs who are new to, to be able to position themselves better to overcome those challenges? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, to be honest, I'm still experiencing them because I am only a year and a half in. And I think the biggest thing for a lot of people, and I know I've talked with others in your community as well, Lindsay, about this, is like when you start a business, um, your zone of genius is the business. And so there are so many other things that you have to do as the business owner that are not related. So in my case, like marketing and writing, sure, I can do that all day. But when it comes to things like cash flow planning or legal or accounting, there are just, yeah, like so many things. And I think the challenge is kind of, you know, being able to be patient with yourself and having the faith Mm -hmm. that, you know, you will work through it. You just have to surround yourself, obviously, with the right people, um, whether that's, you know, professionals in the field, like I actually did end up getting a lawyer, an accountant, all those things. Um, And even just actually other women entrepreneurs, which I mean, I know I don't have to tell you this, but it's huge because there are so many questions and so many unknowns as you kind of 
navigate a path that you've never really walked before. And so doing that by yourself just isn't ideal for many reasons. Um, Yeah. So I think, I think challenges are always going to arise. And like I said, I'm still facing them and I expect to face more because again, it's just, you don't know what you don't know, but as long as as long as you have people that you can talk through those things with, um, I think that's Mm -hmm. huge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, so yeah, so you've you've covered who you felt called to serve and why. You've covered some of those key challenges, getting started, finding people to talk to. I just want to touch on something that I think is very interesting because as entrepreneurs, I think what makes us entrepreneurs is that we have some leadership tendencies. We are natural-born leaders often, and I think the biggest downfall that natural-born leaders face, and I know this is something that I still struggle with, is asking for help and admitting when you don't know something. Yeah. And I think that's why like the Fempreneur community is just exploding and like Fempreneur land because it, it's, it's never been easier to ask for help and to feel so comfortable asking for help, right? Like as an entrepreneur, when you don't have a team that you trust that really understands you, it's so hard, first of all, to figure out who to go to for help. And then it's just, it feels weird to say, I don't know this or, help me do this because you think you have to have it all together when you're an entrepreneur. I don't know. Have you felt like that? Oh yeah. I mean, and I even felt like that before I was an entrepreneur. Like I notoriously in, in roles where I was an employee. Would... Oh, if you're watching live, can you let us know if you can hear Afton? Cause I can't I'm wondering if it's just an issue on my end. So I actually got a phone call and it completely just (laughs) took away my ability to talk to you. Yeah, I always put Um, my phone in airplane mode when I do Instagram lives because that's happened to me before too. So I should probably remind people of that to put their phone in airplane mode and then turn on the Wi-Fi. Okay, that's great. Okay, yeah, I had no idea. So again, learning things constantly. (laughs) Right, we're always learning here. Okay, sorry, so continue on with what you were saying there. I'm sorry you got cut off. Yeah, no, I was just saying I, I completely agree with you. I think that the tendency is to just look at an issue and think, okay, well, I'm going to tackle this myself. But um, there's so much more value that can be gained if we even have a five minute conversation with somebody else about how they experienced something or how they dealt with something. Yes. Yes, totally. Okay. I'm just pulling up um, our questions. It's shocking that I don't have these memorized, but (laughs) I'm pulling up our chat here. So we have this handy dandy uh, image now. So it's a, it's got the, the questions that I, I want to ask all. And of course, I like to veer off a little bit and, and oh ask my gosh, of course. So that, questions. Yeah, that keeps it interesting. And I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think you've already kind of covered like who your niche is, those key steps you took to get started, the biggest challenges you've had to overcome. So what would you tell your t- 10 year younger self? back before you maybe even thought about starting a business like what would you tell that Afton yeah I mean I think at that time you know I was I had just gone back to school actually so I had done a journalism degree at university and then that was a really interesting time to try to go into journalism because so much was changing um everything Mm -hmm. was becoming about digital and about social media and um, the industry was really just trying to grapple with how to actually navigate that. So I decided to go back to school to study public relations, which was what a lot of journalists were doing. It was known as like crossing over to the dark side, but really 
it just, you know, it did seem like a much more stable thing to do, which was attracting a lot of people. So yeah, I think I would just tell my 10 year ago self that, you know, sometimes the path is not going to be clear. And it, it is actually going to take you to some amazing places that you just have to kind of roll with and see what happens. Because I really always thought like, I would either be working in a newsroom, or you know, that I would be working for a large company in public relations. And what ended up happening was that I, I actually ended up going into a bunch of different marketing roles. Um, mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I think just kind of being able to go with it and, and just knowing that, like at that time I was, you know, I was always studying, I was always working. And so I would also just say like, it's going to pay off. It's going to be all right. <laughs> um, because trying to get those first, those first roles in the field and like those first steps into your career can be really, really challenging. Um, but you know, it does all come together in the end. Awesome. Awesome to hear that because yeah, I still feel like I'm in that phase some days where I'm like, I just keep putting one foot in front of the other and I just keep trusting. And I think that's, um, yeah, a lot of people tell me that I have that, you know, throw things at the wall and see what sticks thing. And I definitely do that, but it can be scary. So trusting that you're doing the right thing, like how have you sort of talked yourself off the ledge of maybe those days when you feel blocked or those days when you feel like you're not sure if you're doing the right thing? Like, how do you deal with that? Yeah, that's a really good question because I definitely have those days. And I think honestly, sometimes it's like taking a step away. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think especially when things, because when I started my business, I have to say I was really fortunate and it has been going very well. And then, you know, sometimes you have a week where exactly like you described, it does make you sort of question things or you don't really know if you're making the right decisions or what decisions you should be making. And I actually at those times think that it's like, instead of powering through, which would be my natural tendency, I would actually step away and maybe, you know, go for a hike with my husband and my dogs. Actually, yes. we, went, we went on a couple of afternoon hikes last week, which is not something I typically do during the week. I'm typically at my desk, but you know, it just needed to happen. And I feel so much more um, driven and focused and, you know, ready to go this week for doing that. And I think you just have to do that. Good. Oh, I love that. Yeah. For those of you watching and listening uh, who aren't getting outside every day and who aren't setting aside time for yourself to shut off and to just see what the universe brings into your mind. Oh, I can't emphasize it enough. Like, yeah, to Afton's point, getting outside and walking, it's like huge. It's so nice. And driving. I mean, obviously it's not exercise for me, like driving long distances uh, by myself. Oh, yeah. The ideas that come are amazing when you make space for them, right? Yeah, it's so true. Just either, yeah, either walking or, you know, driving and just cranking the music. And I'm sure, you know, there are viewers from all over the place, but in Cochrane, we're so lucky to live in such, such a beautiful environment. And I think it is those things where you just sort of step out and realize that like, yes, obviously your business and your community is very, very important, but there are bigger things you know, outside of that. And sometimes we yeah. can get two in our heads. So yes. Yeah. Yes. For those of you who are watching live right now and you're thinking, hell yeah, tap that heart button 16 times. Um, show us that you're agreeing with us and that this is resonating with you. 
Um, yeah, thanks for joining us live. There's a few of you who've been on here. I really appreciate seeing all your names coming up. Um, and I'm so, I'm hoping that those of you who aren't super familiar with Afton are going to definitely, you know, go over and follow her. And your website is? Uh, my website is scribenational.ca. Yeah, and I had the privilege of being in your workshop at the conference, at the Fempreneurs Conference in January, and I, I know I ended up with like a whole page of awesome content ideas and just more clarity around how to deliver the messages that I wanted to get out there. So I highly recommend um, following Afton and getting in on any anything she's offering. Um, yeah, so I guess what would be something that you really want Fempreneurs to know about you know, maybe a tip or a trick to help them with their content strategy. Um, maybe they don't even know what a content strategy is. Like, can you just teach a little bit for a few minutes? Yes, I would love to. So, yeah, going back to, you know, just taking that moment to pause before you start creating content is really, really important. And sometimes, um, you know, we always want to be doing and we always want to be in action, which I actually do highly recommend for, for yeah. business. Um, but what I would say is that there are some foundational things you can do. So some foundational pieces of a content strategy and those being, you know, really outlining your audience personas. So like who is your target market? Maybe there's a couple different audiences you have. It's best to have a smaller number for sure. Thinking about them and thinking about how every piece of content you create should be created as though you are speaking directly to that person. Um, and I mean, this is something that Lindsay does really, really well in all of her marketing. So I mean, you can even just check that out to get an example of what I mean. But when you read her content, you know, as a fempreneur, you know that she is speaking to you. And so that's what, like, no matter who your audience is, I mean, my primary audience is a, is a marketer at a B2B tech company. And so I'm always trying to think, okay, well, what does this person need? What challenges are they having? Um, how can I solve their problems? And so you always want that right up front in your content strategy. I'd also recommend doing a little bit of a content analysis of your competitors. So what kind of content are they putting out there? Um, what are they not putting out there? What's maybe an opportunity for you to fill a gap? And then of course, there, you know, there are, there are quite a few things. I'm just thinking of some of the top ones. You definitely want a content calendar. And so this is actually something I have recently created a free resource um, of a content calendar template that you can, you know, basically just copy. It is on my website as well. So scribenational.ca, you can get that there. Huge benefits to having a content calendar. Um, I was actually talking with a client of mine about this yesterday, but it will so it will just save you so much time. It will help you be strategic about what you're putting out there. It'll help you ensure that you're speaking to your all of your audiences and kind of those people who are just getting to know you those people who are like deep into it with you and want all that education. You've got to speak to them obviously a lot. And then those yeah. people who are, you know, ready to buy. So you want content for people at every stages, uh, every stage and the calendar yeah. can, you know, it can really help you just not have to think about that. You just plug it in and yeah. Uh, what else can I say? I would, yeah, I would just say that a content strategy, it may seem daunting, um, mm -hmm. but it really will in the end, help you have more effective marketing, um, more impactful marketing, because it's done in an intentional way. So that's really what we're always trying to create. Right, and that's and one thing that I've been saying over and over again, and I will not stop, is that people are craving connection now more than ever. So when you can sort of weave in, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if you, when you can weave in some 
invitations in your content marketing to live events like what you're doing this live workshop like for me it's always come into fempreneur land you're going to actually hang out live not yes. touching physically but live in real time with other fempreneurs how often are you doing live events often where you bring women and that don't know you and all that how often do you do that typically so i so the first was actually the fempreneurs conference and it was so amazing that i was like okay i need to do this a lot more frequently i had another one last month which went really well um so then there'll be the one on march 9th i'll run one probably like on my own again in april and then in May, this is, I think I can announce this, um, I'll be doing uh, an, a live, well, digital live event with Alberta Women Entrepreneurs. So people will be able yeah. to connect with me there. Yeah, so I will, um, that one will be a little more focused on content creation itself. But I will, again, spend the beginning just really trying to reinforce to people, you do need to have some foundational things in place before you, before you create content. Um, so I'm going to try to kind of, you know, keep the once a month cadence sort of going because I, like, I agree with you, it's so important and you meet new people all the time through these things, which is fantastic as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I'm happy to hear that. And so, yeah, here um, in the podcast below, there's always show notes below the episode with links to, you know, who we're interviewing. So um, make sure to go and, and stay in touch with Afton. Um, there was a question that I wanted to ask you around, uh, uh oh yeah so i wanted to <laughs> I, i'm not saying that you that you've agreed to this yet but i'm really hoping to get afton to teach a two or three part series in fempreneur land for our members at some point yeah. which i think would be fantastic um because i know all the girls that are in fempreneur land would love to um of course they'll attend other things that you're doing outside of fempreneur land too but um i do really enjoy uh when you're teaching fempreneurs specifically because i just find like for me as a fempreneur it's like so powerful and such um curated material that you you know like for the conference it was just like this is like how female entrepreneurs could take you know what i do and and use it so oh here's another question that i thought of earlier do you do you mind kind of explaining to us how you work with clients like do you have different packages do you have different ways of helping them like how does it actually look for for those watching right now who are like, God, yes, I need help from Afton, but like, what does that look like? Like, you know, can you tell us about that? Yes, I would love to. So yeah, there are a few different ways to work with us. We do have packages, uh, which I think, you know, are always the best way because it does give you, like those have been created with the comprehensive suite of services in mind that you need. So the first one is called the B2B Foundations Package. And this would be, you know, if you are, it's usually for someone who owns a B2B company. So for example, um, there was actually a gentleman here in Cochrane who we recently did a lot of this work for. He owns a, a business called Connect for Commerce where entrepreneurs can buy and sell businesses, get advice, things like that. So check that out. But essentially he was in need of written brand development, which I'm gonna be discussing in my March 9th workshop and a content strategy. And so those are two of the foundational things you get in the B2B foundations package. You also get a sales page and you also get your first couple of blog posts for you as well. So it's really mm -hmm. set up for like someone who is either starting a business or someone who has a business but hasn't actually done this work yet and just wants to, you know, get their marketing up and going with these elements. The Thanks. other thing we do is the B2B brilliance package. And so that is for 
a business who already has basically a content strategy in place and they just don't have enough hours in the day, you know, which is so often the case and they want someone to do their content marketing for them. And so what that package includes is um, a few blog posts a month, um, one case study a month. And you know, those customer case studies are huge because if you sell to other businesses, you really need to show them how you've helped your customers get results. And, you know, case studies are one of the primary things we do for our clients and it's such a great storytelling vehicle. So that's included. And then the final thing that's included would be, um, an ebook or a white paper. So, you know, if you want to put together either something like a how to guide, uh, generally 10 pages or more, or like a more academic paper on a topic, we do that as well. Wow. Okay. And so what about visual stuff? Like you're not posting on Instagram for these businesses, right? We do not offer social media services. Um, the main reason I would say for that is because I'm really about being excellent at what we do, which is writing and content marketing. Yeah. Um, so they can take the content you build for them and they can attach a picture to it and throw it on Instagram. Yeah, they, they can absolutely do that. And I mean, that's one thing I would highly recommend because when we write a blog post for someone, we don't want that to just sit on their website and never go anywhere. Um, people need to see a marketing message five to seven times before they remember it. So mm -hmm. for any content that somebody produces, like, you know, take little key highlights out of those blog posts, post them as Instagram posts, post them mm -hmm. on LinkedIn if that's where your audience is. Um, you can even repurpose blog post content as videos. And I nice. would recommend people do all of this because who wants to like, create a new piece of content from scratch every single time when it's just not necessary. Um, wow. Okay, can yeah. you talk for a minute about the importance of blog posts when it comes to Google SEO and just all of it? Like, do you mind kind of sharing why these meaty blog posts are so important for marketing? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So content marketing, it has been shown to generate three times as many leads as paid ads for about 60% less of the cost. Um, and the reason why this is, is actually, I think going back to something you said, Lindsay, earlier about people want connection, people want community. Um, people don't, you know, generally they don't want to be sold to, and it's not that they don't want to be sold to, but it's that they don't want it to just feel entirely transactional. And so if you are taking the time to build that know, like, and trust factor with your audience, you know, marketers always talk about that. If you're taking the time to write blog posts for them, to educate them about your products and services, to give them information that they can actually take away and use, you know, how much more effective is that at building a relationship than simply slapping an ad up there, telling them to buy something from you. And I, and I do advertise for my business, so I'm not knocking it or saying not to do it. I'm just saying that content marketing is, you know, it's proven to be better at building relationships. It's proven to be more cost effective. And at the same time, your audience is going to learn something, which is really what you want, because the more educated your buyers are, obviously the better that is for you as well. So, yeah. you know, huge benefits. And, and I really could talk about it all day. But I love that. And I love that because, oh, and that's one thing I don't have. A, I don't have a lot of on the Femme Land website yet. 
of course, we're in the process of transitioning from YYC Fempreneurs to Fempreneur Land, but um, I don't have a lot of blog posts on there. I mean, obviously, I have a whole book full of blog posts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, that is like, I just want to like, like, I just want to tell a story for those of you who are watching and listening to to bolster what Afton's saying. Like, so when I started marketing myself as a financial consultant, because I never thought I'd be doing all this marketing stuff. This is totally not what I thought I was going to do when I grow up. But um, <laughs> I, I started writing a book. And and to Ashton's point, I started taking that little chunks of my writing. And I didn't have a website. All I was doing was posting them as LinkedIn articles. And it was huge. I And then I launched my website and my MailChimp. And, and I had an email list of over 300 people within months. And I had tons of website traffic as I started to drive the traffic from LinkedIn to my blog. And it was, um, it was, it was just really cool to see the community form around me sharing, you know, and, and a lot of the content that I was sharing was going to be part of my book. And it was how it wasn't like pumping my own tires, come work with me, come buy from me. It was like you said, it was educating them. It was like, if you're going to shop for someone to help you with your money, with your investments, with your life insurance, whatever it may be, here are things you need to know about them before you sign any contract right before you buy from them yeah. because they're going to be part of your life forever if you buy this product that you're going to have forever from them so you want to know how are they compensated right like who is their target market like are they gonna meet with you once or twice a year if you need that like so I, I walk them through that education side of the business that I was in so that they could make educated decisions and if that happened to result in them working with me cool but in the meantime, I had so much Google SEO going on out there that it was insane. What about back to your public relations um, and traditional media background? Do you help people land TV interviews, radio interviews? How do you, you know, do you have any connections with newspapers, things like that? Um, so, and I actually, that reminds me, I will say something about blogging and SEO after this too, because you just mentioned that. But yeah, um, so with the PR, so when I first started Scribe National, we were an integrated marketing communication studio. And since then, we've really niched down. And so we really are only focused on content marketing and strategy because we just, you know, we shine at that and we want to do that in such a, like at such a high level. But um, what I, you know, I do have obviously as a former journalist and I uh, did a little PR for myself about almost two years ago now, I wrote a book about dogs and got it on uh, national television. But um, what I would say about PR is that it is an excellent way. It is to grow your business. Um, it is something that everybody should be doing. There are super easy things you can even do to get started. So there are press request lists that you can sign up to uh, for just to get emails. One of them is called Haro, it's H-A-R-O. And if you sign up to that, you'll receive emails that basically are calls from journalists looking for experts on topics to speak. And wow. so, you know, and it's free. And like, this is a great way to, you know, amp up your image. All you have to do is obviously provide a valuable response. It's not going to be a guarantee that it's going to be published, but I think PR should be a part of every single entrepreneur's yes. strategy, 100%. Yes, the reason I mentioned that is because um, after my book came out, uh, I ended up being interviewed by the Cochrane, I think it was the Cochrane Eagle. 
And that article, because of course those words basically become a blog that have your business name, your website, your name all over the place. That became like when someone Googled financial advisor Cochrane, I came up first and what came up was an article about how I was educating teens about money and I was a financial advisor. Like it yeah. was insane. And, and that wouldn't have happened had it not been for like traditional media. right? No. So. And that's, that's the whole thing. And that's like literally exactly the story Lindsay just told, like, this is what you want to be doing. You know, you want to be like putting yourself out there as someone who genuinely wants to serve. And I know you have talked about this before. Um, there's a business coach that I love who talks about this. You have to come from a place of service because like, why else, why else are we doing it? First of all, if we don't. And um, I just think that that is how you're going to move the needle on growing your audience because you are putting out that educational content. And that's why content marketing is such a great fit. Um, and I just want to yes. quickly mention, Lindsay had brought up SEO. And so, you know, sort of the technical side of content marketing, I won't bore everybody too much with it. And I'm sure- No, and I don't want you to be quick, like unless you have to be somewhere, like no, take your time. I like long form podcast interviews. I'm a Tim Ferriss show fan. So the longer- Amazing. Okay. No, no, that's perfect. Um, yeah. So what I, what I want people to kind of know about the, this, and this is also why you need a content strategy is because really the best way that you're actually going to generate um, website traffic through content marketing is by being intentional about the keywords you choose. Um, choosing keywords that your audience is truly searching for, working them into your copy in a natural way. So you, if you've heard the term keyword stuffing, you know, you don't want to do that. It needs to actually be just natural in how someone would actually speak and read. Um, but you do, there are several ways you can optimize your blog posts. And so if anyone has questions about that, they can always reach out to me. But um, blogging is great in that sense for getting found in organic search like Lindsay was explaining with you know what happened with her for, for coming up as a financial advisor in Cochrane I mean that's really what you want and you don't want to have to pay Google hundreds of dollars a month to be doing this so again it's a long game like you're not going to maybe see results right away with these things but that's why you do need to have a consistent and dedicated content marketing program and then you will eventually start being found for those keywords that you want to be found for i love it yeah so that's kind awesome. of the nerdy side of it but i'm just uh, it's so good though and more business owners need to understand this and it's so easy to take an interview like this and pull some of the key words that you know you the business owner are saying and then maybe make a list so the next time you're building content you're stumped and you know you can pull from your list of keywords or yeah there's a lot of cool little tricks i'm sure we could nerd out on forever but i love it this has yeah. been a super fun conversation thank you so much yeah absolutely um and i mean i one other thing i'd say is like uh and you're always doing this, Lindsay, because you're always having so many conversations with, with your audience. But like, think about what questions do you get asked about your business? Like, what questions do you get asked about your industry in general? Um, what are common problems or misconceptions that people have? All of those things are really great topics to become content because you already know that those are the things people actually want to hear about. And so, what right. we, you know, what we always want to be doing is like delivering what somebody actually wants to hear about. So if anyone's stumped on content ideas, you know, you can just think about the most commonly asked questions that you get asked. And then there's your next five blog posts. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes. That's so awesome. And that's one of the things we do in marketing school 
in the second or third week, we do a survey. And the survey is designed to, like you just said, to get these new fempreneurs or these fempreneurs who are getting better at marketing intentionally, get them in the mindset of their ideal clients and what they're wondering about you or they're wondering about how to get the results they want and like putting those things into words because ultimately we need to be able to fall back on that list of questions all the time in our marketing. Otherwise we're not speaking specifically to the right people. So it's so cool that you have packages designed to help people do that because I definitely attract, um, I attract women who want to learn how to DIY a lot of their stuff. And then what happens when they come out of the marketing school is they're either like, shit, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I want to find someone to help me with yeah. this forever because I don't like it or I feel stuck all the time or, you know, I understand, but at least they understand what they're hiring someone to do now. Whereas before someone's like, because, you know, there's people all the time that are throwing money at social media marketing, yeah. but they don't really know what they're paying people to do or why. Yeah. So it's hard to measure success, but like with the girls that come to marketing school, it's good for them to know that there's someone like you there that can help them with, you know, ongoing service or maybe just like a boot camp type package where they can really just get a bunch of content and a bunch of clarity and then run with it for a while kind of thing. Right. So yeah. it's really awesome. Absolutely. And I mean, that's, you know, that's the thing, like there are always going to be people who have, you know, a knack for writing or for storytelling and they want to do those things themselves, which is fantastic. And I say, go to it i would just you know i would just say as long as they have their strategy in place then you know they will just be saving themselves time and so um you know i'm always happy to chat with people if they ever have questions about content strategizing or creation yes okay awesome okay so for those of you who are live right now if you if you're following afton give us a thumbs up in the comments give us a hey afton i'm following you now or something um, also, if you are subscribed to the Fempreneur Marketing Podcast, I want to know in the comments here as well, tell us that you're subscribed and that you're getting all those episodes once every, uh, once a week on Tuesdays. And uh, make sure to share this episode with others. If you know other Fempreneurs who maybe weren't here today and you think there's a lot of meat here that you need to check out, tag them below this, uh, this uh, IGTV, um, send it to them in a DM. Uh, if you don't know how to do that, tap the three little dots and you can copy the link to this video and you can pop it right into a DM. Um, yeah, just so happy to have all of you here, Fempreneurs, and so happy to have women like Afton who are willing to take time to invest in growing the skills and talents of our Fempreneurs. So thank you, Afton. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, you know, I've just like back when I first was introduced to your community, which was in the summer uh, for an outdoor socially distanced speed dating um it was absolutely wonderful to meet other fempreneurs and yeah i really hope to be involved for a long time to come so thank you for having me on Lindsay. yeah thank you for committing to uh to our super fun group which is going to be more fun uh again soon but we're having a pretty good time <laughs> considering you know we used to be very live event focused and like now we're still we're, we're like we've tripled in the last like eight months the numbers so it's like it's crazy that, that like, I, I know COVID sucks, but there's been a lot of really interesting and cool things that have happened. Oh, yeah. Um, is there anything you want to leave entrepreneurs with? A uh, final message, uh, anything at all, something that you just feels on your heart to share? Um, I want to just say that starting a business has been one of the best things that has ever happened to me. And it has actually, you know, almost changed me as a person, just in terms of confidence and just in terms of, 
I don't know, many of those like sort of deep internal things. And I, I know that there are others who feel the same and that who just pour their heart and soul into it. And I just want to say that, you know, like just keep doing what you're doing and, um, and thank you for doing it. And Lindsay and I are both here if you ever want to chat about marketing or any questions. <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Wasn't that just jam-packed with goodness and so much actionable knowledge? Um, if you want more of that, stick with us. Subscribe to this podcast. Find us on Instagram at YYC Fempreneurs and or Fempreneurland. Trying to migrate that uh, over to Fempreneurland from YYC Fempreneurs. Not sure if that will have happened by the time you're listening to this podcast. You can always find us at fempreneurland.com. Uh, would love to connect with you. Please send me a DM on Instagram. Uh, send me a message on the website if you have a specific question about marketing. I'd love to address it um, here on the podcast, maybe in an upcoming Instagram live interview. And we just really want you to feel like you are an actual live human member of this community because that's what you are. All right. So if you haven't connected with me before, I'm Lindsay Berry. I would love to get to know you. I would love to create content for you for what you actually need in your business. So please reach out. Have a great day. Bye for now.